The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. Thank you, Tom Litch and our Mile High Band. And wherever you're breathing tonight, we just uh, begin by inviting you just to take a deep breath wherever you are. Honor your presence, honor your body, honor your spirit. And let's take another deep breath, acknowledging all of us together here tonight in this service, our Mile High community, uh, as we center for uh, this spiritual sacrament of a Wednesday evening service to come together tonight. And so grateful to be here with uh, Dr. Patty, who we get to hear a message from tonight, and uh, Reverend Masando. So good to see you, my friend, and uh, share this space with you. And you know, speaking of breathing, I think for, for so many of us, um, it can be a little challenging right now to keep up with our, our spiritual practices, you know, to find peace in the, the midst of so much going on around us. And just thought I'd ask each of you tonight, you know, what, what, what rituals are you going to during this, this time that are helping you that may help uh, people watching at home? Well, I would like to share one. Uh, last night I was fortunate to be on a Zoom call with a great shaman from Peru who I love dearly. And he was talking about the power of the sun. And so I suggested to the people on the call, and I'm suggesting to all of us, that uh, perhaps we set maybe for seven days, we find our way outside, whether it's in the backyard or if you need to stand at your window where the sun comes in, and open your heart through breathing to the rays of the sun. And just have that be kind of a, a set rituals where you're walking, um, you're taking in the breath of nature, and you're tuned to the, the great sourcefulness of sun. I think that's a great ritual. I love that. You yeah. know, it's, a, it's such an important thing to, to remember that, you know, although uh, there's a lot of health concerns around us, that, that nature's a pretty safe place, <laughs> that the, the outside world's yes. still a lovely place to connect with and, and mm-hmm. be in and, and find our own hearts in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, you know, I probably could use a little more ritual, I'm going to be honest. Um, but what I know that I'm doing much more right now is just taking moments to come back to whatever I happen to be doing. And that to me is at the heart of, of mindfulness practice. It's, you know, it sometimes can look like sitting on a cushion. I have like my meditation cushion uh, that I, I utilize for just sitting uh, meditation. But what I, what I notice is like there'll be just times throughout the day where my mind is everywhere where I'm thinking about what's going on in the world, I'm thinking about work, I'm thinking about what needs to get done, I'm thinking about what I haven't gotten done yet, and I just need to come back to this moment. So, like, we have a lot of dishes. I don't know if anybody else has more dishes these days, but, like, we we have more dishes uh, than I've ever had in my whole life. And so I just, like, utilize that time just to, like, come back to being really present, like just being really present with every single dish I'm washing. And it brings me into a place where uh, I'm just present with what is, and I can begin to feel my inner life again, right? Um, So I probably need a more disciplined practice, to be honest. I probably do a a formal meditation practice probably like two or three times a week. But I notice like I need more than that these days. I need throughout the day times where I'm just coming back and that could be during a walk outside, but it can be doing normal stuff like vacuuming and cleaning stuff that I'm just doing way more of these days in my house. It's a great tool for your wife, Rebecca, to say there's some, some opportunities for mindfulness in the the kitchen for you. Yes, 
exactly the like the, the cupboard thing. I think maybe 50% less uh, than normal. <laughs> but uh, leaving those cupboards open. But yeah, it's, I'm, I'm finding that for what, you know, for because everything that's going on, I need just these moments where I'm just checking in and just coming back, getting present, allowing my breath just to ground me again. <laughs> um, so for me, it's a little less formal, but like just so needed just to, to, to come present, to, to be in the moment, to breathe again. And that usually helps tremendously. And I, I know you both of you have other human creatures in the house, and at least at times <laughs> fur creatures. And, you know, any any um, words for uh, finding, because I don't know, in my, my house it sometimes feels like we're um, all living together, but we're separated by infinity sometimes too, because we're all going through the different things that we're doing. And so anything about things that we can do as, as a family or as couples that can help ground us. Something that, you know, I, for example, love to, to do when we do sit down to eat is, you know, just to go around and say something that we admire about the person on our left or just something that we were grateful for today. And, and I find, you know, even if you know, we're smirking or we're wanting to eat, there's something that, that helps us find some oneness when we do that. Right. Well, one thing that uh, my husband and I, Luke, uh, we've been doing it at night. I always read something inspirational before I go to bed, but I found that I needed something to make me laugh. So we tune into uh, on our iPads something really funny and we just laugh. And that laughter has been, I look forward to it every night to really laugh. I love it. Yeah, Nor- Norman Lear said, yeah. when we laugh, we are one, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful, beautiful statement. Yeah. yeah. Laughter has this ability to, I think, be able to hold paradox being able to hold yeah. lots of different things that are happening all at once so I've, I've found i've been also been craving comedies craving also like nostalgic 80s or 90s comedies that i haven't watched in a long time like you get the, you get the yeah we watched like wayne's world the other night which is okay. the silliest movie Sh-shwing. but i was obsessed with it as a kid <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and that's been really great you know rebecca and i i think uh we know when we're feeling edgy with each other we know when that i love how you said that like when there's like it feels like there's an infinity between us um and so we'll just when we notice that that's happening uh rebecca's really good about being like hey (laughs) let's check in like how are you doing right now it sounds from you know what you've been telling me that there's something going on let's let's talk about that so i think you know i'm an extroverted person uh so uh, I often need someone to be able to reflect things back to me. I need to be able to process my feelings with another human being. And so that ritual of just checking in with each other has been really important and powerful. And I think, you know, most of us have probably done a good job of, of creating schedules for ourselves when we're at home to be able to put work away or whatever it may be. But this idea of creating these little spiritual rituals that honor mindfulness, that honor gratitude, that honor um, our love for uh, who's around us, or we can even honor ourselves if we're in a place of not loving them so much in that moment to to be there. Because, yeah. you know, even though there's there's all this is going on, the, the sacred is still within us and all around us. And something that I love that you're doing right now, Reverend Masandos. You've uh, you've created a ritual of being of service to our community here at Mile High Church. Man, there's yeah. there's nothing like getting out of your own head and your own feels uh, than just showing up for someone else. Uh, and so, um, you know, in the midst of all of the ways that we're navigating this, uh, it's really good to remember that there are those that are um, you know have even greater needs than we do. 
And so, yeah, we're, we're doing this, this food drive. Uh, we did it yesterday, and we're going to do another day tomorrow with the Action Center. And it, uh, it was a really powerful experience coming here on Tuesday. We're only here for a couple hours. Um, but people, it, it was really safe. People were able just to drive through, pop their trunks. Uh, the Action Center staff unloads uh, the groceries, and then you say goodbye. But even just like these small moments of seeing familiar faces and waving, of seeing all of the food uh, that was provided, I guess we had about, they estimated that we gathered about two weeks worth of food for them just on Tuesday. And so, you know, after Thursday, hopefully we'll get another two weeks or more than that. And just to, to feel that impact and to know that even during these really weird and crazy times, we can still be of service and how that's a part of our spiritual path too. that there's something about getting out of our own story, out of our own heads, out of our own selves and just recognizing like, Oh yeah, like I can do something for someone else right now, even if it's just a really small thing. Um, and it goes a long way. My spirits were so, so lifted after that. So I, you know, I encourage anybody that, uh, um, that is feeling that call to participate and, and roll through tomorrow and drop off some uh, groceries. And, you know, if you, and if you can't leave the house, you can you know, take a check and write it to the Action Center, Google their address, or send it to here with the, us and their name, and they're even matching donations yeah, right so now. They, they? They, have a, they have a donor that's matching 50% of all wow. of their cash donations right now, so your, so your dollar even goes further. So if you can't leave the house, that's, that's totally okay. You can make, make your monetary donation, and that's huge, huge and powerful too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, nothing like uh, forgetting ourselves in acts of service to kind of awaken that spirit and, and a great family activity uh, to do as well. So yeah. we're we're grateful for everyone that's participating in that. And, uh, you know, if you're on Facebook chat, if you've got a ritual or uh, anything like that that you're doing, uh, share with us. And we're going to hear from Dr. Patty. We're going to have a great prayer ritual with Reverend Masando. So thanks for tuning in and being with us. What I want to talk about tonight is digging deeper and never, ever giving up. You know, we're living in such uh, changing times that I think it would be really fitting if we all had a um, little sign around our neck that we are under construction because we are in a zone right now, a um, transformational zone. And in that zone, what I recognize is that it's asking us to dig deeper dig deeper into who we are as a being, who I am as human Patty, who I am as spiritual Patty. Is there any difference in that? I don't know about you, but being at home, I've had a lot of uh, work to do to support the church, which is my heart's desire to do. But I've had times where I've asked myself, who am I? And it's asked me to dig just a little deeper. And I recognize when we're deep, uh, digging deeper, we go into our rootedness. Maybe thinking about our past and the history from the past, but even deeper than that, who am I really as a spiritual being? And when I think about the rootedness, I can't help but think about the aspen tree. The aspen tree is known as a plant, and it's one of the biggest plants on the planet because it has a root system that goes for miles. And I believe they say that in the state of Utah is the biggest plant and the connection of all the roots of the beautiful aspen trees. 
Well, I feel that each one of us, as we are digging deep, we are discovering that we are connected. And I recognize that um, sometimes digging deep, I think about digging a big old hole. Um, and I remember years ago, my brother had this dog. His name was uh, Jed. And he would go jeeping with us up in the mountains and with, on picnics. And the darn dog was always somewhere out there digging a hole to the point, and he was a big dog, to the point where all of a sudden we wouldn't see Jed. He had dug that deep. And so that digging deep brings us into that connection. And I recognize that um, sometimes it takes us out of our comfort zone. And most of the time, we as humans, we live in a comfort zone. We kind of live on the surface of things. And we don't allow ourselves to go really deep. And when we don't allow ourselves to go deep, that can be a um, process, really, of suffering. Because we're just allowing ourselves to kind of go along with the way it has been. And each of us, we recognize that things are changing all around us. So it's asking us to go deep. So we are living, Greg Braden said that we are living in such an incredible time, a time of such change. And I'm just paraphrasing Greg. I remember many years ago realizing that in that time of change that we're also living in a time of um, great um, polarities. And years ago, I was with a good friend from Switzerland, and we were entering, preparing to enter into a Native American ritual, a dance for four days where uh, no matter what's taking place, whether it's raining or lightning or whatever, or the sun shining, that you dance your prayers. And a couple weeks before this, he called me and he said, oh, pity, he said, I had the most unusual dream. I said, what was that dream? And what he shared was, he said, I was downstairs and I had a dartboard on the wall and I was standing there and in front of me was the devil and right here was Jesus. And they were throwing darts at me like they were trying to kill me and they were laughing and they were having fun. So he asked me, what do you think that meant? And we talked about several things and didn't really come to any one big conclusion. But a couple weeks after that, when we were entering into this dance, we entered when the sun was high in the sky, and it was beautiful. It was a good sunrise, I should say. But as the day progressed, there was rain and sleet and hail and even some snow. And there was water all around. There was mud. And our feet, as we danced, was digging into the dirt. And we danced like that all day long. I thought I was going to make my transition that day. And once we finished that dance, he put his arm around me and he says, Pity, I think I know the meaning of the dream. He said, we were asked to absolutely know that great extremes in our life. Just like the devil and Jesus, the extremes of that. And as we were experiencing the extremes that was taking place in the weather. It was asking us to dive deep 
It was asking us to dig deep within ourselves, to recognize our purpose of the reason for the prayer, the reason for us being there and dancing, and trusting that inner light, that inner spirit inside of us. It was a day I'll never forget, and I'll never forget that crazy dream. But for us to be able to embrace the extremes that are taking place now in our world, in our lives, it's very important. And I have um, a verse from the Bible I would like to read. It comes from Matthew 7, verse 24. And it's one of Jesus' parables, and it goes like this. Everyone, then, who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his or her house upon the rock and that the beat upon the house, um, but when the rain beats upon the house, that the house does not fall because it's founded on the rock. And Jesus in this parable went on to say, If we do not hear these words, we will be foolish, building our house upon the sand. And the rain will fall, the floods will come, and the winds blow, and the floods come, and the winds blow, and beat against that house, and it will fall. We are right now in that transformation zone. And it's asking us to trust. It's asking us to go beyond our fear. I've had people ask me about the virus. And when I can really allow myself to be still, I'll say, this is a virus of fear. And I recognize the physical aspects of it. But a virus of fear. Remembering when I was just a little kid, Speaking about fear, going to the circus, you think that'd be a fun thing to do. But I remember when the trapeze artists would climb that ladder up to the very top of their little platform, and they would begin to swing out, my head would drop. Because for me, I was fearful. I was fearful that they were going to fall. I was fearful when that empty trapeze swing came their way that perhaps they were not able to grip onto it. And of course, they always did. And I was always glad when their act was over. But I think right now, to never give up and to dig deeper into who we are as a spiritual being is like trusting that that new bar, that swing is coming my way, and perhaps it even has my name on it. And it's ask me, asking me to reach forth and to grip onto that, and swing to that other side. So life is like that. It will ask us to move in so many different directions. And recognizing that fear, fear is an interesting piece. You know, some people say that fear is uh, false evidence appearing real, or fear could stand for um, to be able to um, free and... um, exit from any affair, to be able to move from it instead of embracing it. Maybe that's part of the digging deep, to be able to go deeper, deeper within ourselves, 
to be able to say, fear, here I am. And I believe it was uh, Eckhart Tolle that stated that fear was a thought form, a thought form that is projected, is projected outside of ourselves. So what if in digging, to be able to stand upon the rock, to stand upon that rock of spiritual knowingness that each one of us, we are so anchored in that rootedness of spirit, and it is eternal. It's with us forever, not just this lifetime, but throughout all lifetimes. It's eternal. And to begin to trust that more and more and more. So Jesus would probably say that that digging is about finding the kingdom of heaven within. The kingdom of heaven within. And maybe this time, and I'd be the first one to to say it, that perhaps it's bringing heaven to earth. Perhaps it's bringing a whole different atmosphere about being kind and that everyone is equal. Perhaps that's not happening right this moment, but then again it is. Because when we accept that inside of ourselves, there's something magical that takes place. The storms can come. We can be waiting in the mud. But never forget to dance your prayers. Never forget that. So know that we are the house. We are the house. And that when we are built on sand... It shifts. And I believe so many times in our human experiences, not our spiritual realizations, but our human experiences, we shift back and forth. I want to please. I don't want to please. I like you. I don't like you. We shift back and forth in trying to be someone. I would suggest that when we feel that we're getting... um, into that greater transitional zone, out of the comfort zone of trying to please, what helps us to get out of that is to breathe and be in the moment. (sighs) To take a deep breath, as simple as that, right where we are, and say to ourselves, I'm bringing myself back into the presence. I'm no longer out there with those thought forms of fear or doubt or upset. I'm bringing myself back to the presence that there's an eternal aspect within each one of us. And I know I sound like a preacher man preaching about heaven on earth and the kingdom is within, but you know what? That is a living truth. So how can each one of us Tonight, take this into the rest of this week, into the beautiful weekend. The sun's been so beautiful outside. How can we take this and just be aware of our thinking and reel ourselves back into the kingdom, which is within each one of us? So we must never give up. Never give up. Because life is always going to give us that trapeze swing coming towards us. And it's always going to be asking us to reach, to dig deeper, and to never give up. So I want to give you just three um, points that you can work with. And they're so simple. 
when you're bringing yourself with breath back into your heart space, remembering your presence, I'm in this present moment, I'm no longer out there thinking all my to-do lists or my fear or whatever, back into the moment. The first one is to dig with courage. To dig with incredible courage. And as we're digging with courage, when I was putting this talk together, that digging with courage, I couldn't help but think about some of the old miners. My great-grandpa came to Colorado from Sweden, and he was a, a miner down around Castle Rock. And I have an old picture, and they all had their helmets on with that light on it. It must have been cold and dark as they dug in those mines, but they, they relied on that light. It was on their helmet. But dig deep in the courage because the light is right here within our hearts. So the next one is to build on love. Because building on love is our spiritual life. It is that harmonious love that has never left. Someone said to me earlier today, oh, it was so nice today. I was outside walking and I could almost hear the grasses sing and the plants So there is that harmonic love that has always been and always will be. So to be able to tune to that with that open heart of breath. So we have courage, and then we have build on love, and then we have build on gratitude. Look for the good and to praise it. That always brings us back to standing on the rock. It brings us back to that inner knowingness of who we really are. Gratitude is a memory that's always found in our hearts. So the simplicity, it's easy to remember. Dig with courage, build with love, and build with gratitude. And so, the world many times says, give up, give in. But we say to stand up and to stand upon that rock. I want to conclude by reading something that when the monks were here at Mile High Church many months ago, it was a glorious experience having them. And I bought this little journal book from them. And on the cover is a poem, and I want to share this in closing. Never give up. No matter what is going on, never give up. Develop the heart. Too much energy in your country is spent developing the mind instead of the heart. Develop the heart. Be compassionate, not just to your friends, but to everyone. Be compassionate. Work for peace. In your heart and in the world, work for peace. And I say again, never give up. No matter what is happening, no matter what is going on, around you, never give up, written by the Dalai Lama. So let us to continue to dig deep and build our house upon that rock. Let's just take a moment to take a breath like Dr. Patty talked about and just drop below that surface level of experience 
And as we take another breath, we find ourselves digging a little bit deeper. And finding that in the face of fear, in the face of all that may be stirring inside us and around us, as we settle in, as we allow the courage that naturally shows up in the face of fear, when we drop in, when we remember the presence when we just come back to this sacred breath of life, we find at the center of our being, right at this throne of our heart, the strength, this rootedness, the sense that Everything we are is so deeply connected to something greater than ourselves, yet the most personal feeling and energy that we could ever experience. We take a breath and find ourselves rooted in this foundation that allows fear, that allows anxiety, that allows anything that may be stirring within us and around us to be. And we can be at the center of it all and find a strength and find a sense of courage and find that connection. And so we feel into that not as a thought that is nice to think about, not as a platitude, but as a reality for ourselves. So as we dip below the surface of our awareness and we come to this place, Let us connect with that strength. And know that as we connect with that strength, we can also send this strength out to anybody that may be needing it right now. So if there is someone in your life that may be feeling like they want to give up, I invite you to speak their name and speak it from that place of strength within them. Seeing that same strength that you're feeling now feeling that for them as well and knowing that that same strength, that same foundation, that same rootedness, that same kingdom within, within them. So I invite you to speak their name and invite you to bring uh, their, their being into your awareness and see that strength being developed and strengthened within them. And from that place too, we We bring to mind any relationships that we may be wanting to cultivate. Any relationships that may be feeling like they are built on sand. We we speak a word of truth knowing that at the center of that and of this, we find love. And so we, we know that from this strength that we're building love. So all of our relationships during this time, we just allow that, that love to be the truest truth, to be the greatest presence and to lead us and to lead us in our relationships. So if there are folks out there right now who, who you know may be, may be struggling in their relationships or who you want to, to develop a deeper relationship with, just, just bring them into your mind now and and speak their name and know that there is is power in speaking their name. 
And from this place, too, we can bring in this, this feeling of gratitude like Dr. Patty talked about, that there's nothing else that can really come when, when we've discovered this place within. Gratitude is the natural abundance of the heart that flows when we come back into this remembrance of the presence. And so if there is anyone who, who in your life you know may be struggling financially, financially, who may be experiencing fear or anxiety, in this area, I invite you to, to, to bring that feeling of gratitude and send that out into, into their field of awareness. Knowing too for them that, that there is a strength and an abundance and a prosperity within their life as well. And so we know that as we pray for another, we're praying for ourselves. And so we feel the ways that we have been transformed in this moment by this prayer. By feeling the connection to all of these other human beings, knowing that even if we are living alone, we are never alone. Even if we are socially distancing, we are closer than we've ever been. And so we lean into that. We dig deep enough to where we find that connection. And allow that to be the guide in every aspect of our life. That we come back to that in every single moment. How good it is to come into that remembrance. And so I give thanks for all of the ways in which we are digging deeper together. I give thanks for all of the ways we are waking up to that divine presence. And I give thanks for this love and this life itself. And with that we let it be. And we let it be so, and so it is. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.